श्रीराघवम दशरथात्मजमे सीतापति Meanwhile, a young student disciple ran in with a bundle of palm leaf scripts and placed it in the hands of Vishwamitra. He turned over a few leaves and passed it on to a reverend old hermit sitting by his side. The master asked the old man to read it aloud so that all might hear. He read that Emperor Janaka of Mithila had resolved to perform a celebrated yajna expressive of the highest glory of righteousness and that he was praying Vishwamitra to give him joy by his gracious presence with his disciples. When they heard this, all exclaimed, Shubham, Shubham, may it attain fulfillment. Vishwamitra said, Sons, now that we can travel through the forests free from fear of demonic gangs, I have decided to start on the journey to Mithila with all the residents of the ashram tomorrow itself. When he heard this, Rama said, Master, It is really a source of delight. Since there is nothing more that you need us for, we shall return to Ayodhya if you permit us to do so. Please allow us to leave. At this Vishwamitra said, I have given word to Dasharatha for a few more things. I have to keep these words too. I have promised him that I would myself bring you back to him and so you cannot return without me. A unique yajna is taking place in Mithila city. There is not enough time for me to take you to Ayodhya and then reach Mithila on the day the yajna begins. If you two accompany me to Mithila, you can witness the yajna and proceed to Ayodhya with me 
from there itself. Hearing these words, which had no trace of hesitation or doubt, Rama too answered decisively, without weighing pros and cons. Master, since my chief vow is obedience of the orders of my father, I have to submit a prayer before you. Vishwamitra asked, Come, tell me what is the prayer? Rama replied, My father directed me to guard the yajna of Vishwamitra from defilement and sacrilege and make the great sage happy. He asked us to return victorious. He has not directed us to attend yajnas elsewhere. Should I not receive special permission from my father before moving on to Mithila? At this Vishwamitra said, Rama, Dasharatha did not stop with that only. No, he said, Go and obey all that the sage commands you to do. Do not transgress his command by even the width of a grain. He told me, Master, you must yourself assume full responsibility for my children. You must yourself bring them back to me. You have listened to what he said when we left Ayodhya. So, follow my word now. Come with me to Mithila and from there we shall go to Ayodhya. I and you and all my disciples. Rama realized the truth that was inherent in this plan and he nodded in agreement saying, We shall do as you desire. Instructions went forth that everyone must get ready before daybreak for the journey to Mithila. Vishwamitra rose early and led the boys to the river for ablutions. He was thrilled at the chance of telling them of the hardships he encountered from the demons whenever he attempted to celebrate Yajnas in the past. He related to them how all his countermeasures failed to achieve their object. He expressed his gratitude for the destruction of the demons which had ensured safety for the hermitage as well as the surrounding regions. He described how the people were now happy, relieved of fear and have unalloyed peace and joy. The place was silent, calm, comforting. Sitting on the soft sands, the sage Vishwamitra was relating the special features and significance of the yajna contemplated by Emperor Janaka to the two brothers he had drawn close to him. During the description, he referred to a precious bow that Janaka had in his possession, a bow that was uniquely potent and shone with rare splendor. He declared that they must not miss seeing it. At this, Rama asked how the bow happened to reach Janaka and Vishwamitra answered, Listen, son. Years ago, the emperor of Mithila named Devaratha celebrated a great yajna, the like of which no mortal could dare to perform. A yajna which can confer vast spiritual benefits. A yajna which pleased the gods so highly that they gifted him this divine bow as a mark of appreciation. It is the bow of Shiva. It is being worshipped with due rites by Janaka every day. 
he offers flowers and sandal paste and waves camphor flame and incense in its honor he places eatables and fruits before the divine presence in the bow in reverential homage the bow is so loaded with divinity that no one can raise it and string it be he god demon angel or spirit many princes who attempted to string it have met with disgraceful disappointment rama you are worthy heroes you can examine it during this coming yajna the bow will most probably be on show so this is a good chance certainly vishwamitra went on describing the wonderful potency of the bow lakshmana turned his eyes as if searching for the direction in which mithila was meanwhile rama said with delight certainly we must see it we shall come with you tomorrow hearing this vishwamitra was elated darkness fell and everyone rose and moved towards siddhashram vishwamitra called together the residents of the ashram and ordered that they should get ready to leave for mithila as soon as the hour of dawn struck then some of them asked master how can the routine of the ashram be observed without interruption if there is none left here the sage replied if each one carries on his duties wherever he is that itself is a proper observance of the ashram routine there is no special routine for the ashram apart from the ashramites those who seek ashraya support make up the ashram without the ashritas dependents there can be no ashram when the ashritas are with me why worry about the ashram and the routine the disciples are those to be cared for those that have to observe the disciplines moreover since the place has now become free from the fear of demons the ashram cannot come to harm the creator of all is our ashram refuge and when we depend on him he will foster all vishwamitra spoke in this rather unfamiliar strain and continued take with you the things needed for your daily rites as well as all the tools and vessels belonging to the ashram there is no need to leave anything here some novitiates queried master after what interval of time do we return to this place if you tell us that we can select as many articles as will suffice for that period of absence why burden ourselves with more than what is essential vishwamitra replied time is no servant of the body the body is a servant of time therefore one can never say when will i come here again or no i doubt when they heard this the hearts of all the residents suffered a shock the clothes vessels and tools they held in their hands slipped and fell on the ground they could not find words to speak in reply they could not protest nor could they master courage to question the master so they bundled up kusa grass sacred sticks for the sacrificial fire ceremonial ladles and vessels 
as much as they could carry the meaning of vishwamitra's words was a mystery and so each of them interpreted them in his own way the night rolled by and dawn broke everyone was ready when the doors were being closed and bolted behind them vishwamitra said do not fasten the doors leave them open this is not ours anyone who comes can enter this ashram must welcome all who arrive at all times this day the bond between us and this ashram has snapped grow in happiness hereafter ye patron gods of this holy area i have achieved success in my endeavor accept my grateful appreciation in return you will no more be troubled by demon hordes you can now live in peace with ample progeny prosperous and happy i am going out of the siddhashram renouncing it i have resolved to take residence in the region of the himalayas lying north of the sacred ganga river vishwamitra prostrated on the ground as a mark of respect for the forest deities then he started on his journey with rama and lakshmana and the senior monks of the ashram the residents of the hermitage realized that their place was where vishwamitra was and not the forest or huts where they had lived so long they felt that the himalayan region was equally suitable for them so they too offered gratitude and reverence to the forest deities and the grass thatched dwellings and walked on behind the sage while they were thus proceeding in the northernly direction they saw behind them following their trail thousands of deer peacocks birds and beasts of the jungle running with raised tails in eager haste of yearning Vishwamitra stopped and turning towards them he said Oh denizens of the jungle the place to which i am going are not congenial for your style of living for your safety and security this forest is your natural habitat do not be sad at the separation do not follow us remain here itself god will grant you peace and joy he took leave of them too before he resumed the journey the day's journey brought them to the bank of the sona river they had purpose to spend the night at that place itself they took their bath in the river and finished the evening ablutions then they gathered around the master eager to listen to his tales rama asked revered sir this region appears rich and prosperous what is its name and history i would like to know vishwamitra replied rama brahma had a son through sheer will he was named kasu he was a great ascetic steadfast and strict in vows heroic in spiritual adventure learned in the science of morals he wedded the daughter of the noble ruler of vidarpa the two lived in the awareness 
and practice of the four ends of human life righteousness prosperity affection and liberation they had four sons kusamba kusanabha adurtharajaka and vasu each one equal to the father in virtue and highly evolved in righteousness integrity and other excellences of the warrior caste kasu divided the world into four parts and assigned one to each of them directing them thus sons rule over the part assigned to each of you and prosper thereafter they entered upon their new duties and carried out their father's command each of them started constructing a capital city for the kingdom kusamba built kausambi kusanaba built mahodaya adhurtarajaka built dharmaranya and vasu built girivraja rama this area is part of the kingdom of vasu we have all around us five hills and so the city is called girivraja collection of hills this auspicious sona river is also known as sumagathi so that this region is named magadha the magadhi flows from east to west here like a jasmine garland placed among the mountain valleys the majesty of vasu has blessed the land on both banks of this river to be evergreen and plentiful the second son kusanaba was well established in dharma he was a pillar of righteousness he had a number of daughters but no son he taught them right conduct and behavior according to the rules and discipline laid down in the scriptures he emphasized that forbearance is the grandest gift one can give another it is the most prolific fruit bearing yajna the most beneficial way of being honest and the root of all right thought and action he gave them this lesson even from the days when they were fed at the mother's breast they were later given in marriage all of them to the ruler of kampilya city brahmadatta by name when they left for that city his house became empty and barren alas he moaned this house which was so bright and resonant with wit and laughter has today become dark and dumb dull and deep in gloom daughters however many you may have have to leave the parental home rendering it trap and treary if only i had a son this calamity would not have overpowered me thus he entertained the longing for a son just then his father kasa happened to visit him and he inquired the reason why he looked so sad and full of concern the son laid bare before him his mind and its anxieties kasu chided him for becoming so worried for this particular reason he blessed him that he get a son soon and has he blessed so it happened the son born was named gadhi he grew up a very devoted virtuous prince since he was born in the lineage of kasu he was known as kausika his sisters lost their husbands after some time and as dutiful wives they immolated themselves and gained heaven they were born on the himalayas as sacred rivers which joined together to form the famous 
Kausiki River. Kaushika was attached very much to the eldest of the sisters, Satyavati by name, and so he took residence on the bank of this river and established himself at Siddhashram and celebrated the yajna he had resolved upon with ceremonial rectitude. Rama, through your immeasurable heroism, the yajna I had resolved upon has come to its successful conclusion. It has borne fruit. My rigorous vow has been fulfilled. At this, the monks who had gathered around the sage exclaimed, Oh, how wonderful! Really, we are fortunate that we could listen to the story of the hoary ancestors of our master. Oh, what a great source of joy the story is! The Kasa line is indeed consecrated. Those born in it are equal to Brahma himself in sanctity. How lucky we are that we have this singular chance to serve the one visible embodiment of all that the land represents, the sage Vishwamitra. This chance must be the fruit of merit accumulated through many lives in the past. Vishwamitra interrupted them and said, I would not have dwelt on all this, but Rama, your question prompted me to reply. I do not give details regarding this body and its antecedents. It is already night. Let us rest. Delay in going to sleep might slacken the speed of our journey tomorrow. Rama, see, the moon is peeping through the branches of yonder tree to catch a glimpse of you. It sends down cool rays to refresh the earth that has suffered long the hot rays of the sun. That night, everyone was ruminating over the tales of the forefathers of the master. They awoke from sleep pretty early and finished the morning ablutions. They performed the daily rituals too and got ready in time to continue the journey. They came near Vishwamitra and fell at his feet. Then they stood one behind the other on one side, awaiting orders. Rama said, Master, the river Sona is not deep at this place. The water is clear. We can wade across. No boat is needed. Vishwamitra replied, Son, you are strange to this place and so you do not know the exact place where we can wade across. I shall go first. You will follow me. The sage walked into the river bed and moved on. Everyone had his bundle slung on his shoulder. The pace was slow and it was noon when they reached the river Janvi. The first intimation they had about the river was the sweet cuckoo, notes of swans, parrots and other birds on the bank. Every heart was filled with delight at the entrancing beauty of the scene. They bathed in the pure pellucid stream and aware of the hallowed story of the river, they offered oblations to departed ancestors and gods. They lit the sacred fire on the bank and performed ritual sacrifices enjoined by the Shastras. Then they collected edible fruits from the tree around and after assuaging hunger with them, they drank the nectarine water of the Janvi to slake their thirst. Rama and Lakshmana walked towards the tree under whose shade Vishwamitra was reclining 
and sat beside him reverentially rama asked him master why is it that the ganga flows has three streams in the three worlds how does the ganga reach the ocean which is the lord of every stream and river throughout the world please tell me and make me glad vishwamitra said son the himalayan range is the basis of all this world it is the home for all animals and all herbs it has two daughters ganga and uma ganga is the elder of the two both these are being adored by the entire world the gods asked that ganga be given to them so that they might have prosperity so himavan the deity of the himalayas gifted ganga to the gods in order to secure their blessings and benefit the three worlds the younger daughter uma entered upon a life of extreme ascetism she immersed herself in hard spiritual discipline prompted by supreme detachment from everything worldly so himavan sought to settle her in the world as a wife in spite of strenuous endeavor he could not succeed in this for long at last he persuaded rudra to agree to wed her thus she too became entitled to the adoration of the three worlds the ganga you see here is the ganga that the gods took with them and that has come down to earth and has three steps one in heaven one on earth and another subterranean the sage vishwamitra was journeying towards the city of mithila with rama and lakshmana as well as a few of his disciples regaling them throughout the day and far into the night with picturesque descriptions of his own previous history the historical events connected with the places through which they passed and the annals of the various dynasties which ruled over the regions which they crossed that evening he was seated on the sands of the bed of the ganga after the ablutions and rites rama reminded him that they will be happy to know about the origin of that holy stream vishwamitra responded and said ramachandra your ancestors are responsible for ganga coming down on earth as a result of their good deeds the peoples of the earth are sanctifying themselves bathing in the sacred waters and performing morning and evening ceremonial rites and ablutions therein the ganga is the supreme stream of divine purity the nectarine waters can confer immortality she was dwelling in the mated locks of shiva's head for that reason she is most auspicious she grants all that is beneficial end of part 1 chapter 7 sairam Shri Ram
राम सीता राम सीता राम सीता राम सीता राम सीता राम श्री राम जी की महिमा अपार राम जी की महिमा पार सुन लो सुन लो तो बेड़ा पार सुन लो सुन लो तो बेड़ा पार श्री राम जी की महिमा अपार राम जी की महिमा श्यामल छवि अति सुंदर करुणा स्वरूप श्रीरा निर्मल स्वभाव श्रीरा करुणा स्वरूप निर्मल स्वभाव भक्तों के प्राण गुणशील नीरज नैरा श्यामल छवि अति सुंदर रविकुल मंडन दशरथ नंदन मुनि मनोरंजना नयन बिरा श्रीरा 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 श्रीराम जी की महिमा अपाराम जी की महिमा जय जय श्री राम जय जय श्री राम जिनकी कृपा ने आखर बिथारे एक ही बाण ने दुष्ट संहारे राम सीता 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 राम सीता